Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melody Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Good evening. Thank you for joining us in the cheap seats. And what a massive show we've got planned. Sex, money, a love triangle. It's all happening. <laughs> and joining the love triangle this week, Mel Tresina's here to talk showbiz. <laughs> from Pointless, Taskmaster and more author and television presenter Richard Osman is here. Richard Osman is here. Unbelievable. What a week it's been and been a big week for Australia's leader. I'm crying out loud, I'm the surf club president. My word used to count for something around here. Absolutely. I reckon Alf's starting to lose it. You want a cover, mate? Yeah, you put your feet up, I'll get it. Sure. I don't know how to turn on a kettle. Alf... <laughs> that is not how you turn on a kettle, Alf. That surf, is not. Surf club president looking like the US president. Yes. More and more. But the good thing about Alf is it hasn't affected him. You know, he's still bringing sunshine to Summer Bay. Righto, Roo. Hand over my keys. I'm in a hurry. Will you just shut up? Get out of my way. What? What the flaming hell's going on? I don't know what flaming nonsense my daughter's playing at. Do smile? I am smiling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Help me turn on the flaming kettle. Absolutely. Still my favourite Alf Stewart moment from this week. I don't know what you're up to, but when I get back from Marimbula, somebody better have a damn good explanation about this. <laughs> when I get back from Marimbula, someone better have a damn good... And that water better be boiled too, by the way. But let's move on, and it has been a big week in world affairs. Anthony Albanese arrives in the Cook Islands. And Tiff has the week's forecast, which is now even hotter than first thought. Albo trying to appeal to the swing voters, obviously. <laughs> but Anthony Albanese, he was in the Cook Islands. Yes, attending the Pacific Islands Forum. The scene of high-level talks. <laughs> high-level talks. Yes, season three of The White Lotus leaves a lot to be desired, doesn't it? <laughs> Albanese was there announcing support for the people of Tuvalu. To provide assistance to Tuvalu in response to a major natural disaster. The announcement came after the PM flew back from a leader's retreat in Aitutaki. They're concerning they're pulling up the blue tarp. We yes. know what happens next. Uh, having seen that, they were praying for rising sea levels. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, look, Anthony Albanese, he was there for official business. Here he is signing a very important agreement that he will never dance again. Yes. Um, and that gentleman on the right is the uh, surf club president. So, um... <laughs> the deal with Tuvalu is really about Australia asserting its influence in the Pacific. In a region that's currently home to... The great power struggle between China and the United States. Rob Scott, 7 News. A horse head in space? Yeah, that's on the way. Godfather 4 is a bit different. Very yeah. different, isn't it? Right, yeah, so in the last few weeks, Albo, he's visited the US, China, now the Pacific. But what do Aussies make of all these trips? The voting public sees little value in these meetings and it often doesn't feel like there is so much to show for them. The band learnt five Australian songs, including us, I Still Call Australia Home and Click Go The Shears. There's something rather special about a Chinese military band playing Rooting in the Back of the Use. It's just... <laughs> it's just beautiful. Well, they even they, learnt... They also even did a take on a Paul Kelly classic, How to Make Soy Sauce, which was a lovely... <laughs> which was a lovely... But they also 
totally. This Aussie classic. Did somebody say? Beautiful. I was a little worried when the Chinese started playing I Still Call Australia Home. I just thought... <laughs> a couple of concerns there. Look, back home, there's a big issue for the Prime Minister to deal with. Cost of living. 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 The cost of living. <laughs> the rising price of crown jewels. It's just through the roof, isn't it? That was from the King's speech, opening of UK Parliament that happened during the week. With all the pomp and ceremony and theatre. Thanks, Ash. Great movie as well, The King's Speech. Nothing, <laughs> nothing like that, I'd have to say. Yeah. Uh, probably more entertaining than watching Charles, but there you go. Go down and rent it at your video shop. Yes. <laughs> or watch it in 28 parts on TikTok. Yes. <laughs> the King's Speech, though, it is a great occasion, packed full of ancient customs. And quirky traditions, including the slamming of the door in Black Rod's face, followed by the knock. If it's not crim safe, it's not <laughs> crim safe. Let's get back on track, back to the cost of living. And one of the key issues at the moment is the cost of childcare. We actually had a rally last night. We had well over 100 families and um, community members. We had several MPs from both federal and state. And COVID-20, anybody? Um, <laughs> she whiz. Well, to truly understand the current economic outlook, you do have to speak to an expert. And, Sandra, are you worried that the cost of living might have killed Christmas a bit? Ooh. <laughs> hey, speaking of Christmas, there's a lovely ad doing the rounds. I don't know if you've seen it. It's from Telstra. Absolutely beautiful. And they've also done an Optus version. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. We have to talk about that Optus outage. The mass outage disrupting hospitals, businesses, public transport, even the nine-year studio by the looks of it. <laughs> So this week's Optus outage had a massive effect on those essential services. Hitting train services. Emergency services. Massage services. Forced on the customers. So many words. Thankfully, the massage services I attended. Cash, cash, cash only. Yes. <laughs> so many were hit by the Optus outage. Businesses, customers, so many suffering. What happened? I don't know. Good question. I'm asking you. You guys, media, you guys should know what's going on. We don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. We do know about this horse head going to space. Yes, though. we'll follow that up. Yes. Look, so many had so many questions. And people are just asking us here on the street what's happening. You're an Optus customer, aren't you? How long have you been out for? Um, she was not asking you. You asked her. <laughs> Everyone's asking us. <laughs> Angry Optus customers lined up outside stores. Crowd of Optus customers gathered outside the Tamworth store early this morning. I think a couple are there for Blue Illusion, by the way. But, um... <laughs> wasn't just Optus customers affected, but businesses too. Customers counting the cost of the Optus outage. The cabbie, the baker, the coffee maker. <laughs> Thankfully, the candlestick makers are still, <laughs> still using carrier pigeons. So it was good. a big blow to businesses. Without a working FPOS machine, so it is very much back to the uh, 
back to the Stone Ages of forcing customers to pay with cash and coins. Yes. Back to the Stone Ages. 2015. Yes. And great when you have to look at the Stone Ages on your iPhone. That's a nice... <laughs> look, at the end of the day, customers, business owners, everyone just wants answers. When I get back from Marimbula, somebody better have a damn good explanation about this. Absolutely. We're going to take a break. Back with more chances. Brought to you by Schweppes, a sip for your senses. So great to have Schweppes on board and they have sent some delicious lemonade. Now, viewers will know I'm uh, not great at opening things. Would you mind? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Thank you, mate. <laughs> Cheers. Let's check in with the Today Show. Passengers are now beginning to disembark a COVID and gastro-riddled cruise ship. How authorities are containing the outbreaks. Congratulations, Australia's retirees. You've got COVID and gastro. Good news. This is big news, a COVID and gastro cruise ship. What if passengers see it? Some passengers have told me this morning the outbreak has even ruined their holiday. <laughs> Some passengers. Even ruined their holiday. Can to we... be honest, cruise customers, a lot of them would have appreciated the bowel movements. Yeah. Um... Can we hear from one of the passengers? They broadcast it that, you know, there was um, some problems on board. Mm. That's the... the gastro. That's the gastro. That's the gastro. <laughs> so they are trying to contain this COVID and gastro outbreak. Let's get the latest from South Australia's Chief Health Officer, Nicola Spurrier. In South Australia, it's a nice time of the year to have outdoor um, uh, gatherings. So thinking about the place that you're visiting. Uh, I had um, a lovely weekend of going to some chamber music concerts. OK. <laughs> More personal news. In a little bit. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather have gastro, to be honest. Well, let's see what else is making news. Try sharing your backyard with koalas at this time of year. A population boom is imminent, with mating season in full swing across the Gold Coast. Mm. Mating season on the Gold Coast. <laughs> Otherwise known as school leave. Yes. <laughs> well, let's learn more. This is the sound of a male trying to score a day. <laughs> I need to change my approach. <laughs> Is it doing anything for you? <laughs> I need to change my approach. Yeah. What was he trying before? That's all I want to yes. know. Yes. <laughs> Let's move on now. And it's been a big week for Taylor Swift fans. Swifties who missed out on tickets to her upcoming Melbourne shows have been thrown a lifeline with extra tickets on sale tomorrow. Yes, very exciting news. Let's cross to the queue with Lara Vella. If you didn't believe us just how okay. big this queue was... She's yeah. running down the queue. The last time I was okay. Here, There's a difference between reporting at a fun run. This piece. is... <laughs> OK, she's still We're going. You're on the road, You're Lara. in the taxi lane. Lara... We yeah, we know it's a long queue. Okay. Lara's now merged onto traffic. <laughs> this, Lara, there's a, there's a car coming, Lara. 
<laughs> in the case. Run. She's what? running faster than the car. Yes. We'll come back to, to Lara. Yes. Well, speaking of Taylor Swift, race goers across the country have been getting into the Taylor Swift spirit. Although I don't know if Martin King understands this tune. Melbourne Cup, everyone's feeling good. I've got short shorts, you've got no shorts. Everyone should wear shorts at the Melbourne Cup. Okay. Oh, that was pretty good. Okay. I've got a pink vest on with race horse and he doesn't get the Melbourne Cup in Melbourne Cage. Must be one of those from the vault tracks. Maybe a B-side, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bit of respect, Mel. Martin King is one of the current affairs' most respected correspondents. <laughs> I should change my approach. Yes. <laughs> Look, I love the races. It is all about the fashion. We came with our friends to dress up and bet on the horses. Just a good day to get on the beers and... The hard yakka marquee was the place to be, wasn't it? <laughs> Looking good, boys. Uh, high vis on the field. Yes. <laughs> Look, the races are romantic for some. Get down on the one knee. Look at this. Oh, oh look at this. Yes, <laughs> This is like home and away. <laughs> Tell us about uh, why here at the Hamilton Racing Club on the finishing line. What's the connection? The time was right. We've been together for five years now. Met in school and, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, good weather, everything like that. So, you like the punt, the yeah, horses? Yeah, love a good punt and... Haven't won today, but you know. Yeah. Well, you've won, you've won, mate. Oh, I've won, yeah, I've won, yes. Big time, yeah. She wasn't the favourite. No. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lovely, they'll be honeymooning at Doombin, which is a lovely venue at this time of year. <laughs> Look, others took it one step further. A real estate agent has taken home top prize on Cup Day by marrying the love of his life. Wollongong local and Santa Fest founder Neil Webster got married today after meeting his wife Rachel Trackside nine years ago. Can we just zoom in on the, the screen in the background? <laughs> Imagine what you could be buying instead. Oh, say nup to the prenup, yep. that's what I say. Look, it's time for that point in the show. It's time to take a trip. Yeah, this is the hit segment where we run out of news to cover in Australia. Yes. So we have to look elsewhere. We've got no more koalas mating. (laughs) We'll have to see what's making headlines, and this was concerning. Now, kids across the country could be left without a beloved festive tradition this year as the nation faces a Santa shortage. A Santa shortage. So they've started a Santa training workshop. Here they learn how to speak. Never use inappropriate language. Um, You may think it's funny. Um, but, you know, the other people may not. So it's ho, 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 not just ho. No, exactly, exactly. Gotta be careful. Look, being a Santa, it's a tough gig. And how to handle those tricky questions. And, uh, Santa, could you um, make Mum and Dad live together? Um, We teach our Santas how to handle that, you know, all we can do is say, no, we can't do it. On to other New Zealand news, and this week coalition talks between the parties continue. Because you still don't have a Prime Minister, do you? No, no, the incoming parties have to make a deal, and not everyone is friendly. As for the tag team, are the two of you friends now, would you say? Um, Well, look, I I don't go to work to make friends. I I think that's tragic if if you do, but occasionally, after you work with someone a long time, they could become a friend, and we shall see. Closest we've ever gotten. Uh, 
Marqueux. Marqueux, quoi? Oh, I just got chlamydia listening to that. I need to change my approach. <laughs> One of our favourites, Shane Jones, is prepared. Shane Jones is hunkering down. I've been to farmers to buy some underwear. <laughs> it led to the obvious question. With your purchases that you've just made, does that signal to us that you will be staying here for a few more days to try and get this done? I can assure you they're singlets and not undies. Some details. Better left unsaid. <laughs> it's one hell of a country you're running over there, isn't it? <laughs> To be fair, there is a massive gastro outbreak. Oh, is that right? Yes. And that was... Can we just check back in with Lara Vella? She's still okay. She's dead. She's dead. She's dead. She's down. But you don't keep Lara Vella down. Off you go. We've got to take a break. Back with more cheap seats. I'm genuinely incredibly excited. We are incredibly excited to welcome English author, producer and television presenter, it's Richard Osman! Hello, everybody. And I've got the giggles because uh, Tim's voice broke as we came back from the break. I had so, yeah, I went through puberty. Welcome back to the gym. Listen, it was, it was going to happen eventually, wasn't it? <laughs> Can I start by saying I was worried about coming on a topical Australian show. Thank you so much for starting with an item about Alf from Home and Away, which is the only Australian reference I know for the last 40 years. I felt so at home. If, if, you've, got, if you've got some Mrs Mangle material, I'm going to absolutely boss this. We, we've got a couple of bouncer clips from Neighbours coming up a little later in the show. Mm. Some updates on Irene. Well, it's amazing having you here in Australia. What's been your impression of, of the real-life Australia? Uh, I love it. It's, it's amazing. I genuinely, I thought I'm, I mustn't sort of... Uh, there mustn't be any stereotypes. I must, I must be very open to what this place is. And I turn up and my, my publishers have got me a jar of Vegemite and a packet of Tim Tams. <laughs> and, the, and the view out of my window is the Sydney Opera House. I thought, <laughs> OK, well, listen, I might have to lean into this a little bit. And then I turned on TV. First thing I saw is Richard Osman's House of Games, so I had to switch that over. <laughs> and the next thing I see uh, is Mel on, uh, on New Zealand Taskmaster. Oh, wow! Oh, oh, yeah. Doing very, doing very, proper, this is, this is amazing because, Richard, we loved you on season two of Taskmaster, I think, and that was... Yeah. Back, you were part of the reason it became such a massive juggernaut. Big what part. Did, big, big part. Yeah, big part. What did, you, what did you think of Mel's version of, on the New Zealand version? Well, Mel, I'll say this. It's quite a stressful show to do, isn't it? It is so stressful. And I, like, got so stressed about doing it that I didn't sleep the night before. So a lot of the time I turned up quite haggard and trying to think on the spot. It's very stressful. It's like you, you turn up and then some, literally there's, like, a camera crew and then you open a ridiculous thing that says, impress the mayor of Chesham, you have 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, there's, like, eight men with cameras just looking at you going, go on then. Yes. And you're like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I thought you did great, Mel. Oh, we had a similar version of that, which was, um, I think, more terrifying, which was, make this teenager think you're cool. Uh, <laughs> which can I, I, have... can I, just, just as, as a pricey, can, can you show us what you did? Um, so I took her... <laughs> she said that she really liked riding the bus, and so I took her on a bus ride. Wow. <laughs> and, listen, um, no spoilers, Mel. Did you lose? <laughs> 
I'm so sorry. I was just sort of my general cool self. Yeah. yeah. But you're not oh, here to I'm, I dream of riding a bus. Oh, my God. That is... <laughs> Whoa. But you're not here to talk about public transportation. You are here to talk about your incredibly successful Thursday Murder Club series. These incredible books. I've sold millions of copies right around the world and you've just Ooh. released the latest in the series, The Last Devil to Die, for the select few who haven't read it. What's the premise? The premise is it's based on where my mum lives. She lives in a retirement village in England. It's a very beautiful place. And I went there and I thought, you know, I looked at the kind of beautiful lakes and the trees and I thought this would be an amazing place for a murder. Uh, and, then, and then you talk to everyone who lives there. They're all in their 70s and 80s and they've done extraordinary things in their lives. And I thought, well, if there was a murder here, I bet one of you lot would solve it. And then, you know, the idea of Thursday Murder Club came up. It's four people. They're all in their late 70s and 80s. One was a spy, one was a nurse, a trades union official and a psychiatrist. And essentially bodies start piling up around them and they have to, uh, they have to solve them. And it's, um, listen, it's, uh, it seems to be going OK. Yes. <laughs> and, and, that was, and that was a taskmaster task and it's still going. And uh, currently I'm winning. It was, it was first, first person to sell 10 million books was the, uh, that was the thing. Speaking of the inspiration, you took a camera crew back to the area where the idea came about. And the first book, someone's murdered in this car park right here. And plenty more murders this way. Yes. <laughs> it's a beautiful I mean, tour. That's, that's British TV for you. That's, that's all we do on British television is we, we talk about where murders have happened. <laughs> Mel, Mel was a little bit distracted during that clip because I think in the car park there was a rather cool-looking bus. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> One for the teens. <laughs> um, the books have storylines including things like drug smuggling, art mm. forgery, romance fraud. You're drawing on real life experience there? Yeah, well, listen, two out of three. Okay, okay, great. Okay, great. Two out of three. You will not catch me forging a painting, my no. friend. I will not do it. I won't do it. I have standards. You don't want to be on fake or fortune. That is a line you don't want to cross. Exactly right. But also, those, those, those big cameras is hard to carry on the bus. You know, they are hard to carry. So. Exactly. Not cool. Not cool. Not cool. Not cool. Shut up, you guys. This is bullying. <laughs> hey, Richard, do you like trams? <laughs> oh, listen, this, are we doing the next 20 minutes on trams? Yeah. Uh, yes, we are. Mel, t tell us, what's the difference between a tram and a trolley bus, Mel? What's the... Uh, what are we hearing? I don't know. <laughs> She's pretending. Um, you also had a. Do the wheels on the bus go round and round? <laughs> I would like. I'd like clarification on that as well, if you have it. I think in Australia, Australia they go round and round a different way, right? Is that correct? That's what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. They do. They do. Yes. <laughs> you also. Ironically, we've just. We've... <laughs> Ironically, we've just thrown Mel under a bus. <laughs> there we go. She Very will cool. love that. She will love that. <laughs> okay. You've appeared on so many shows. Uh, many viewers will know and love you, and I'm one of them. From Pointless, a show you created and starred in for 27 seasons. Yeah. Did you ever Oof. expect that to become the absolute juggernaut it became? No, I, I, I got into it completely accidentally because I, I, I was a, a producer, so I played the role of the host in, in a run-through for the channel, and they said, look, come and do it. And I've, oh I've God, produced that's enough... That's, that's, how, that's how I... <laughs> no. Yeah. Wow, how's it going? People have described me as pointless. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's still on uh, trial. Oh, uh, yeah. 
And I thought, uh, yeah, listen, I thought it would run for like one series because I've, I've, listen, I've had a lot of flops in my life, uh, a lot of shows that didn't work. So I thought I'd do one series. And yeah, you know, 15 years later, I made sort of 2,000 shows. But I don't do it anymore, but it was, a, it was an absolute dream. We used to watch religiously in our house and uh, <laughs> we used to struggle when you'd ask things like, we're looking to name a West Ham manager from the 1970s, beginning with J. And <laughs> Tim, Tim, I'm going to go for John Lyle. John he's Lyle good. is my he's final good. answer. He's good. He's good. Yeah. I know, I always think that with, with Australians watching that because yeah, it, it'll be like, you know, public transport in Nottingham and you think it's... Uh, you know, I just, awesome. I just think it sounds cool, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> we found our Australian host, finally. Uh, we did do an Australian version of Pointless and uh, didn't go as well. Uh, no. Well, listen, toughest show in the world to host, that one. Absolutely. Toughest show in the world. You have appeared on other countless shows in the UK. You're also on um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire... Oh, I yeah. Think, um, let's go one more, shall we? Your legs go ten to the dozen. Oh, I'm really... No I'm genuinely very nervous. Does it do I'm that on Pointless underneath the table? Do you know what? <laughs> I am much less nervous on Pointless. Yeah. Well, you've got Zander there. Yeah, exactly. And also, I'm wearing trousers here, which on Pointless I never... <laughs> <laughs> very scary. What, what were you so nervous about? Well, because I, I was, uh, if you if you rolled the clip on, you're very kind not to. I just, I, I literally was about to lose a hundred thousand pounds for charity. Oh. So that was the. Uh, and I was asking Jeremy, do you, you know who Jeremy Clarkson is, right, in Australia? Yes, we do. Yes. Listen, so it's, it's not all fun and games here. Um, <laughs> so I asked his help on that one, and he got it wrong as well. So the two of us uh, lost lost a hundred grand for charity. So it was, um, listen, your your legs will be going. Can you remember what the question was? Yeah, it was, it was which American city is closest to the border? And I think it was like San Diego, El Paso, San Antonio. I can't remember the details. Um, and <laughs> I haven't played it over in my head 50 times. Uh, and, um, yeah, I thought I bet it's San Diego. And, uh, and uh, it was, but I didn't go for that. So there we go. Listen, at least I didn't lose money. There we go. Yeah. Um... It was just the kids. <laughs> Oh my god! Imagine if I imagine if I'd lost a hundred grand and you showed that clip. Oh my god! I'd have been fuming. <laughs> but the kids are doing all right now, aren't they? Oh my god! They're all fine. Last time I checked, which is three or four years ago, they're great. all fine. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. The latest book in the Thursday Murder Club series, The Last Devil to Die, is available now. It is a worldwide phenomenon. People love them, so make sure you go check it out. And if you can check out Richard Osman while he's here in Australia, please do so. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please say the great Richard Osman? Thank you, guys. What fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. All things showbiz to take us through it all. Would you please welcome to the desk our very own cultural correspondent from Nova FM? It's Mel Trusina. <laughs> Lovely to see you, Mel. As always, what have you been watching this week? All right. Well, I thought I'd start with a little entertainment news. After 118 days, the actor strike has ended, which means actors can finally promote their projects and attend premieres again. They didn't waste any time with the most important cast member of the Crown hitting the red carpet. The grey carpet. Yeah. Not, only, not only hitting the carpet, but shitting the carpet as well. I think it really, really got that footage. Well, they really got King Charles' ears right. They did, didn't they? <laughs> good, good casting. Yeah. Uh, to TV now and Channel 10 have launched their MasterChef spin-off, which is Dessert Masters. It's like MasterChef, but the judges are at risk of type 2 diabetes. Right. In fact, that's not the only health hazard I spotted in episode one. Oh, my God. Oh my god, we're here! Look at it! It's so incredible! Whoa, look at all this smoke! 
Oh my God! Yeah. The, the first dessert is a mango vape. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They've enlisted French pastry chef and chocolatier Amory Guichon to co-host the show, who I think is great fit for our English-speaking audience. How would you best describe what an entremet is? I'm going to break it down to you in French. Yeah. Okay. C'est c'est comme un gâteau qu'on sert à la fin d'un repas pour plusieurs personnes. Checking, it was Channel 10 and not SBS, right? <laughs> I think it's a koala mating call. I think I've heard that before. Voulez-vous avec cocher bois ce soir? Did I do that right? That's close. Voulez-vous cocher avec moi ce soir? Okay, we got there. Actually, can't you speak French? Oui. Didn't you do um, placement in France? Uh, I, I did. Yeah, so what did he say? Uh, I heard the phrase, un time slot plus spécial. <laughs> <laughs> Is not not good news here at town. Oh, okay, gotcha, yeah. Uh, as Omari explains, Merci. he's... <laughs> 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 he's scoured the globe for the best dessert scene, so Australia is up there, right? I'm really honoured not only to be here with you, but to be here in Australia. In the last five years, I've been lucky enough to travel all around the world, and I can tell that here the pastry scene is unique. Tight as his shirt. <laughs> yes. One profiterole and he could take an eye out. <laughs> uh, over to Big Brother and, as we know, Channel or, 7. as I call it, the Grand Frere. <laughs> is that is that it? Yeah. Very good. I don't know where I plucked that from. <laughs> oh. Channel 7 have revamped this latest season and are doing things a little differently. Coming up... Big Brother orders a shocking swimwear-only eviction. None of my bikinis cover anything. Yeah, same. <laughs> I was uh, like, I don't have a one-piece, nothing. Asshole or titties, oh. no choice. Oh my god! Again, that was us. Spanish. Now you film. did. Why you not did. Both. There you go. Yes, you. You, <laughs> you studied at the Institute of Old El Paso. <laughs> Can you, can you, we know Mel can speak Spanish, I can speak French. Can you speak another language? I can barely speak English. <laughs> uh, we're also getting a unique insight into the richness of their inner lives. Jakey, best rig. I don't know what's going through Jakey's head. How embarrassing is it when you can't get half of a chick fan? <laughs> These are the questions we need to ask ourselves. He, he needs to change his approach. Yeah. 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 After 17 years, Big Brother Uncut has returned, which oh, I was very excited wow. about. So naturally I had to see what saucy content the housemates would dish up. I can't believe everyone's sitting in there mingling when there's cheese out here. What's wrong with people, Big Brother? <laughs> oh, I am. I'm a bit horny, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never seen a cheese board all alone like this in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Next week they're rolling out the charcuterie board. Yeah. <laughs> Things are going to get spicy. My Mum, Your Dad continues on Channel 9. For the unacquainted, it's a show where kids play matchmaker to their parents. Matchmakers who instantly regret their decisions. So, here's... I know, here's a pain in the ass. Yeah, she didn't enjoy my mum, your dad uncut at all. <laughs>
to the Kardashians where Kim met Karl Lagerfeld's cat to see if she could take it as an accessory to the Karl Lagerfeld themed Met Gala and it went well. Please don't bite me. That cat was taxidermied. <laughs> Uh, old People's Home for Teenagers has finished up on the ABC. Now, I love a lip-sync video, but I think the experts on the show are slightly overselling their benefits. Creating a lip-sync video has lots of cognitive benefits. It requires participants to use their memory to remember the lyrics. What's your line? I haven't got a clue. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, WAP is a hard one to learn. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know... Doing a death drop is really good for cognitive benefits. <laughs> so that was good to see. And back by popular demand, it is time to set sail to... Archipelago of Love Island. A segment where I recap every Love Island show that is on at the moment. And first port of call is Love Island Games, where we've got an update on Aussie Islander Jess and her guy Johnny. Honestly, Johnny is going to fucking pop it. You do not make me look like an idiot. I don't like looking like that. She's been going hard on the cheese board. <laughs> Good news, she came first on Dessert Masters. <laughs> yeah. uh, meanwhile, we've got an insight into why Islander Sally might be single. What's your egg? With, What's my egg? With girls. Do you want to know mine a bit? Yeah, tell me. Tell me. <laughs> mine is um, guys putting on socks. Nothing hotter than blood blisters and sweaty feet, am I right? Have, have you got an ick for guys? Um, probably not wearing socks. That would be a, that would be an ick. Have you got an ick? He's here tonight. <laughs> Nowhere to talk about Grant Daniel. He's doing his best. All right, we're mooring now in Majorca for Love Island Australia, where things aren't going well with Islanders Kira and Reid. Were there any red flags? I wish I sent him home. Mm -hmm. Should have sent him home the moment I knew he fucked my sister. <laughs> that would have done it. <laughs> Romance is in the air, uh, like when Reid, <laughs> believe it or not, Reid started flirting with Bombshell Abbey under the moonlit sky. The moon's growing. Look at that, Arthur. How can we see that there? Look how far away that thing is. Yeah, but because it's huge. <laughs> how many times bigger is it than Earth? Like the moon. Yeah. No, not bigger. Yeah, it is. <laughs> good that Carl Lagerfeld's cat managed to yeah, escape as well. Right. So that was good. <laughs> and that was. <laughs> week in the world of sport. There is so much happening. Absolutely. Been a big week in cricket. Australian captain Meg Lanning has choked back tears after announcing her retirement from international cricket. Yeah, massive moment. Meg Lanning announced her retirement during the week. An amazing career. 241 games, 182 as captain, over 8,000 runs, 17 centuries, 45 Wheatbix commercials. Yes. <laughs> Leaves a lasting legacy. But the other big cricket news. Glenn Maxwell with the greatest innings by an Australian man in ODI history.
six. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've lost the room. <laughs> it's an ama- it was an amazing yep. game-saving innings from Glenn Maxwell. Yep, 201 off just 128 balls. The highest one-day score by an Aussie since Belinda Clark scored 229 against the arch-enemy Denmark in <laughs> 1997. That was an amazing knock by Belinda and well done to Glenn. And look, the key to a great innings, as Glenn Maxwell knows, is a great preparation. Glenn Maxwell broke his leg at a friend's 50th birthday party last year. Now he's been concussed after falling out of a golf cart in India. <laughs> preparation. Take notes, kids. That's how you do it at this level. So Maxwell was a bit better than bruised. Maxwell, who missed the last game due to concussion, now racing to be fit for Australia's next match against Bangladesh. Yeah, might have to race a little faster. I think he needs a wee. That yep. feels like that vibe. Still, though, an amazing innings from Glenn Maxwell, despite that serious cramping. And it led to some amazing banter on 10 News. The gold medal has to go to Glenn Maxwell. I don't reckon we'll ever see another knock like that in our lifetime. No, but there was the great one in 1972 by a fellow... Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I know I wasn't alive then. <laughs> <laughs> OK, says it all. Thanks, I think, Chloe. <laughs> In Chloe's defence, she'd fallen off the back of a golf cart, yeah. so... Still, though, Maxwell's innings, not the most impressive thing on a cricket pitch this week. Yes, there's this incredible Whoa. catch. <laughs> that... Something on it. We can see that from another angle. That is amazing. We can see exactly what happened. Great technique. Take the ball in your hands, then in your ass, then in your back fat. Catch it on your back. Catch it on your back. Incredible. Moving on now. And look, the Spring Racing Carnival has officially wrapped up over the weekend with a tissue winning the stakes. All eyes were on champion jockey Damien Oliver, who announced his retirement and got a lovely send-off. Beautiful. It then blew 0.07, but um, (laughs) it was a lovely... Look, we talk about horse racing, but when it comes to racing, I'm a purist, I'm a traditionalist. I prefer... Forget the frocks, it's crocs attracting hunters far away from Flemington. Look, this isn't just a bit of fun. The croc racing is taken very seriously. Like most sporting events, there is stringent testing to prevent the crocs from using performance-enhancing drugs. These salties have been supplied for Cup Day by a Darwin Wildlife with handlers at the ready to make sure that the croc safety is paramount. Have we drug-tested Shane? (laughs) Be clear on that. Can we say that again? There's a lot going on. Holding the croc is one thing. Yes. The croc costume is another. The centrefold pose is... <laughs> Moving on now. Well, a 17-year-old is looking to make her mark on the aviation industry by becoming the youngest female pilot to circumnavigate Australia. Is the pilot a dog? Or... <laughs> it feels like you should have led with that. When you've got the news at six and doggy daycare at seven, you yeah. do need to... Moving on. It's been a big week of netball action. Australia has defended their Fast Five title, beating New Zealand 35-23. to 23. What a year for the Aussies! <laughs> the World Cup, absolutely. The World Cup, Constellation Cup, now Fast Five. Awesome. Let's see it again. <laughs> but Fast Five is amazing, though, isn't it? Mm, it is a good format. It's just five players, faster-paced. But look, at the end of the day, it's about seeing the incredible athletes on court doing what they do best. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> the Australian version of the hacker is slightly less it's, intimidating. It's less. That... It was beautifully choreographed, though, by the, the Australian coach. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to take a break. Back with more on the Chief Seats right after that.
Thank you so much for watching us this week. And let's check in with 7 News. Let's have a look now what's happening around our region over the weekend with Janine Jacobson. Thanks, Rob. It's time to rock this weekend because the Early Beach Festival of Music is here. I don't think she's playing that, but I enjoyed the sign-off. But I see you this weekend. I'll see you next Thursday. <laughs> Mike and music there. Lovely, <laughs> Janine. Thank you. <laughs> Making music. Making music. <laughs> That's not a bad Rob Bruff. No, wasn't it? I'll never be able to do it again. Can you can you do the next throw as Rob Bruff? It's gonna check all of your latest forecast. <laughs> I lost it. I lost it. I lost it. Let's get a check now of your latest forecast. Captain <laughs> first, folks, take it easy. Have a bowl of spaghetti for me. And now it's back to the team. Yeah, good on you, Liv. Wonderful, mate. What is going on at Seven News? We've got, we're making music, we're making spaghetti. <laughs> well, what other weather updates can we get? Up next in Seven News, Kirsty is back and she's got your local weather forecast. That's and she's next. in a cab on her way to the studio. <laughs> I hope she makes it. Just anywhere here is fine, thanks. Yeah. I think we do have Kirsty now. Well, Kirsty joins us now with more on today's weather. And Kirsty, thunderbolts and lightning out there today. That's right, Maddie. Nick, very, very frightening indeed. Galileo, Galileo. No, I won't sing Bohemian Rhapsody. What I will do, though, is continue talking about those storms. Yes, I'm most of it. <laughs> <laughs> Making music there. <laughs> Good on you. Good on you, Kirsty. Hey, before we go, that time of the show, time to award our. <laughs> Speaking of the weather, you might remember we played this clip a little earlier. Tiff has the week's forecast, mm. which is now even hotter than first thought. Why was Tiff at the playground? Today we are enjoying an afternoon with a mums and bubs yoga session. Now, I'm not a mum and I'm not a bub. <laughs> See, you're disqualified there, Tiff. Yes. I love Tiff Warren's updates because they're less weather reports and more school holiday program. Tiff's living it up live from a wellness festival. Soaking up today's stunning weather at the Royal Adelaide Show. Tiff is away with the fairies. Tiff's out to make a splash. <laughs> Tiff escapes today's cooler conditions. Tiff's on the trail. Tiff's in North Adelaide. Tiff is <laughs> up to the orchestra. Tiff's at the festival centre. Tiff's at the festival centre. Tiff's enjoying an out-of-this-world experience at the planetarium. Tiff is ready to brighten things up. Tiff has run off to join the circus. Tiff, okay. what are you doing? <laughs> we're kissing astronauts, we're making music. We're... <laughs> Tiff, unbelievable. We love your work, keep it up. And that's why, Tiff Warren, you are our... <laughs> See you next week, right here.